Welcome back, Buffalo sports fans, to another episode of Buffalo Sports Banter. Uh, obviously, last week we did not have an episode. Just was kind of a crazy one. We we did record one, but then, you know, after the, the cuts and everything came out, because we do record these one, or Monday, Monday nights, Monday mornings usually, um, just ended up not 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 thinking it was best to drop that episode, but we're back now. Um, I know you guys have been kind of waiting for the answer to the trivia question from our last episode, so I'm going to just say that quick, and then we'll get on to the show. The answer, it was, the question was, um, who was the last offensive lineman the Bills drafted in the first round in the in the past 15, 20 years? And the answer ended up being Eric Wood, 20, 28th overall in the 2009 draft. Ended up working out pretty well. So um, maybe maybe this upcoming offseason after this year, the Bills go O-line. Maybe they go you know, right tackle, something that a lot of people say if Spencer Brown can't live up to the hype. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they go in a different direction. But we are back. Hunter's back. We're ready to roll. It's a week from today the Bills will be playing. And about a week and... About eight hours, I believe, that they would be playing. Um, so exciting time. Excited to get going. Hunter, how are you feeling with the, with the with the opening game week away? Yeah, it's great to have uh, NFL football back. Uh, of course, Lions-Chiefs on Thursday to kick it all off. I think a lot of us know where we will side there. We'll see what transpires. But, yes, and, you know, it's interesting. Once Sunday comes, you know, I'm going to be looking forward to turning red zone on, but the anticipation will still be – present because even all throughout Sunday there's still one game remaining in it and it's it's the game that matters most here so it's going to be really oh man I wish it was here but why not save the best for last so looking forward to it uh only from today indeed yeah well before we get into those some talk about week one we just I just mentioned roster cuts everything came last week we didn't really get to talk about it too much we did talk about a little bit of the, the first seven five cuts, whatever, but we haven't talked about the full roster yet. So 53-man is here. There were some surprises. There were, it was even a trade that Brandon Bean, you know, you know how much he loves to make trades in, in this time of the year. Once it gets, once preseason ends, that kind of week in between, he's usually makes one trade at least if you look at the past five years that he's been here. But he did make another one. Uh, Boogie Basham did go over to the Giants for a late round pick swap. So, not really much. I mean, I guess for if you're looking at it and you're trying to flip this into a positive, it's just you've got something for him. Obviously, for a second-round pick, not the best situation to have to trade a second-round pick, what, three years later, I believe, two years later. Um, so it's, it's it, it stinks to see, but... You know, it is what it is. You gotta just you gotta just accept your losses at some point, right? And with the Bills defensive line, I think it was one of those decisions that wasn't really a surprise for too many, but it was just a decision they had to make. And I think it it, it was the best for everybody. I think it, it might be good for Basham to, you know, get just out of Buffalo, get into the newest spot. Sometimes that's all players need. And for the Bills. It's just I don't I don't think he would have played too much for them for us anyways this year. So it's just I think it's one of those moves that that kind of just it sucks to see, but you know it's just in the best interest for both the, the team and the the player. So um, that was one kind of surprise that uh, popped up. But what when you look at the final roster, what really surprises you just pops out to you when you look at the fifty three man? Yeah, well I think first of all I want to say I'm pretty sure we both predicted that. Uh, 
out of a keeping, cutting, trading, we both said that Basham would get traded. So look at us go. Um, but for a for an overview, I would say some of the names that stand out. Um, it's nice to see a guy like Kingsley Jonathan crack the fifty three man. Uh, that's pretty impressive. I have to say that I know he was around last season, uh, became familiar with everybody, and then he comes back a year later and makes it. So that's a really nice accomplishment for him. Hopefully he can perform well in the regular season. Um, You know, I would have loved for there to have been a spot for a guy like Darrington Evans, um, but there unfortunately wasn't just too much maybe of a logjam at the running back position, and they've decided they'd like to go with a guy who I I predict maybe like Deontay Hardy for the special teams duties. So just – wasn't a role for him there. I believe, uh, did he end up somewhere else? Yeah, he actually, I believe he ended up in Miami, actually. Okay. I think they picked him up. Let me double check that. Uh, uh, so if that's the case, well, we could uh, be seeing him in, uh, at least twice, maybe third, if, if that's a playoff matchup. But very interesting there. So we'll see how that works out for them. Um, and otherwise, uh, you know, it's unfortunate to see a guy like Matt Barkley have to leave. But with an injury, it's, it's kind of almost dead weight to keep him around. So it makes sense. Um, we'll see what transpires with him. But, of course, that means Kyle Allen QB2. And, I, and of course, then we beat the Bills picked up, uh, if I'm going to say it right, Shane Buscelli uh, out of Kansas City. So uh, you wouldn't suspect him to see any action, maybe a couple kneel downs uh, if a game's out of reach. Um, but I believe he was an SMU Mustang. Um, I believe so as well. I'm not mistaken. So that's kind of what I took away. And then, of course, Isabella not cracking 53 men. However, the practice squad, um, which means Justin Shorter, makes it. I know we had both kind of supported that and also predicted it. So, um, yeah, that those would be my main takeaways uh, for what I saw. Yeah, I don't think there were, like you said, there's not too many, like, real big surprises. Um, but, yeah, the one that I was going to also bring up, yeah, Kingsley Jonathan. I mean, to be an undrafted 2022 draft pick well not draft pick 2022 prospect he you know fought for 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 a spot this year out of Syracuse it's cool to see somebody you know relatively close to Buffalo um crack the crack the roster there so I and he he looked good man he looked good in the preseason and I think that was one of the big reasons why they felt comfortable enough just kind of giving up on like giving up yeah giving up on um boogie basham was they saw him come in he's got i i really thought he looked he looked great in the preseason he's got some good 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 pass rush moves uh you know his spin move was on display a little bit in the preseason but yeah he's a guy that it's awesome to see it's just cool to see undrafted free agent guys you know really make their way onto the roster and just fight for that spot other than that yeah i'm not there's not too many shocks to me i mean I guess one of them would have been that they opted to keep on the practice squad Ty Johnson over Darrington Evans. Because Darrington Evans, even though he's in Miami, he's still, I believe, on their practice squad. I don't think he's on their official 53-man. But that was kind of a shock to me. Um, I know Ty Johnson looked looked good. This is no knock against Ty Johnson. It's just when you have a guy like Darrington Evans who's younger, was on the team all the way up leading up to now. He he wasn't, you know, just – recent signing um it just kind of was a sh- little bit of a shock but um who knows that also could have been one of those decisions that they said you know we're gonna let him you know walk a little bit and um let him go get another chance somewhere else because you know they didn't maybe think that he would have an opportunity in buffalo at all so 
yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it, it, it stinks to see him go, to, especially to Miami. If he would have gone anywhere else, it would have been better. Um, I also was a little bit shocked that – a little bit shocked with Alex Austin and um, kind of getting cut over some of the other guys just because, you know, it's another draft pick. I know it was a seventh rounder. Um, but, you know, it's just – it always is tough to see a, a, a draft pick go. So you did see both of them go in the, se- the seventh round. Um, both went to Houston too, I believe. So it, it, it is what it is. You know, the bills have, I believe led the way since 2017 and players getting picked up off waivers with, I think 16. So they, they have a lot of guys that, you know, it's, it stinks when you have a roster, this, this well put together, you're going to have guys that, that get picked up. Um, so that it, it stinks, but, uh, they also did sign somebody. They signed Jermaine Effetti, so everybody was yelling, screaming about some offensive tackle depth because they needed it, rightfully so. They needed it. And to get a guy who's played in the NFL a while, he was in Seattle for a little bit, um, and he's bounced around with some teams, And he's but he's played played well or decent when he's played, right? He's been up and down, but he's played a lot of snaps in the NFL. That's the important part. So he's, uh, he's a veteran that can come in. So that, for me, just kind of the standouts for that. What to you when you look at the roster is kind of disappointing. I know you kind of said Darrington Evans. Was there anybody else that kind of disappointed you? Um, I know you you went into a little bit of Matt Barkley as well. Um, Barkley was more of a, it was a tougher situation. Obviously, he's a fan favorite in Buffalo. Everybody loves him in Buffalo. Um, so was that really the number one thing for you when you saw somebody like Matt Barkley, um, just kind of a fan favorite go? Was that really the biggest kind of disappointment when it came to this roster? Um, I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily call that a disappointment. It's because of a reason, an injury. It's it's just not intelligent to keep somebody around taking up a spot with that occurrence. But I was going to refer back to, which I thought was interesting, is I don't know if you saw the amount of waiver claims put in for Nick Broker, who joined Alex Austin in Houston. That really caught my eye, that he was that coveted um, around the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that was another one of those situations where if he was an offensive tackle, I think he would be on this roster right now, but the, that was not the guards were not the issue really here so far in Buffalo. It, it's been the tackles. They needed to make a move of tackles. And if you would have kept broker, you would have had him behind Ryan Bates, David Edwards, uh, Alec Anderson, who they also decided they, they wanted to keep Osiris Torrance, Connor McGovern. So there's just a lot of guys there and yeah, it stinks. He was a guy like, like we said, it just stinks to see that your draft picks go, but it might be cool to see him get a chance now in Houston to protect a rookie quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a cool one to see him in, in Houston in general because they got a lot of former Bills over there. You know, Devin Singletary is even over there as well. Uh, Robert Woods is over there too. So they got – and I believe it's Jerry Hughes is still there as well. Um, so, yeah, they, get, they, they got a lot of Bills over there. Um, and I don't know if they still have Case Keenum if he got cut. Um, I don't think I heard him get cut. So I think he still is there as well. So a lot of former bills over there in Houston. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, not too many disappointments. Like you said, it's not really disappointments. It's just, oh, like, it's just the business of the NFL. It's just, yeah, it sucks to see these guys go. Um, but at the end of the day, they're not really disappointments because you didn't. I don't think either of us necessarily one of the guys was a Darrington Evans or um, a Nick Broker or an Alex Austin. We didn't necessarily think 100% they were going to make the roster. Um, we we kind of knew there was a chance that they would get cut. So it's like you said, not really a disappointment, just unfortunate. It's kind of like 
Shane Ray, too. It's a guy that you would love to see make it, but you it's just not logical to keep someone around that won't be able to contribute. Referring yeah. back to Barkley as well. So Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So um before we get on to week one, though, I got one last one last little thing about the 53 man. They did also bring in another linebacker, right? They brought in over from Houston. So Houston Buffalo are trading a lot of players right now. Uh Christian Kirksey, veteran. You know, leader over there. I believe he was a captain in Houston. So just linebacker, middle linebacker, can fight for that middle linebacker spot. Um, I, I like the move. I think it's a good one. Um, but that kind of leads me to my last question. Is there's two really main spots I think that we would both agree. I think a lot of fans would agree that there's still areas to improve. And I think it's just offensive tackle, linebacker. I think those are the top two. So in your opinion, which one is a bigger need to fill um is it still a huge concern for you with both of them at kind of making a move there with Effetti and um with um Kirksey so which which one do you is it is a bigger problem still and do you think it's a huge need uh I would say you did shore up a little bit with the acquisitions of Effetti and Kirksey but if I had to pick um it's really it's a really tough call here I'm gonna say the linebacker position only because I think uh, you you lost you, there was a bigger loss from Edmonds than what O line was because we saw an improvement from Pittsburgh to Chicago, um, but we don't have a true slot in going to do this have the same production value as Edmonds for the linebacker position. Um, so I would say if you had to pick one, I, I would go with those defensive linebackers. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I mean, it's. It's also just offensive tackle to me when you look at it. Spencer Brown played last year, and he wasn't obviously the greatest, but <laughs> Allen was still able to do what he does. The offense was still able to be a top offense in the league, where this defense I think you're seeing, obviously we didn't see really too much of Terrell Bernard because he had his injury. He was battling. He didn't play. We haven't seen Kirksey yet, but – if Tyrell Dotson, to me, if he's starting day one linebacker, middle linebacker, and look, he's he's by no means a horrible player. It's just he can struggle in certain areas, and the biggest one being, you know, coverage. He kind of struggles in that area, where that's my concern with if if we just have to ride Dodson out the whole season. I think he would be a great piece to throw in and out of the linebacker spot. I just don't think he's the number one starting middle linebacker right now. So I think it's, yeah, it's got to be middle linebacker just due to, I think, even if the tackles struggle, Allen can still make up for it, where I'm not sure if this defense can make up for average to below average linebacker play. Um, but we still have to see, like you said, we have to see Kirksey still. We have to see, I mean, I, we might not even see a Fetty too much unless there's an injury or Spencer Brown's really struggling. So, yeah, I'm, I agree with you there. I think it's the middle linebacker position. Um, maybe they make a move at the deadline if it's not working out, if something's not working out there. Um, but I am excited to see Kirksey in that spot. I'm excited to see how he does there. But let's move on, though, to week one. It's right around the corner. I mean, it's it's one of those things where once I feel like you get within two weeks, you're just kind of itching for it. Once you get past the preseason and you get the final cuts, you know, you have that, like, week – week and a half-ish until the it starts, till week one starts. And, you know, I mean, I've had fantasy drafts this past week. I know you probably have as well. It's just everything's coming together. You're really just getting excited for the season to start. Um, but we got week one. 
where the it's the end game of the week, Monday night in there. The fact I just have to also ask you about this. I've seen them call it jet life, which is kind of comical in my opinion. I mean, one, you play with the giants there. So I don't know why calling it jet life makes any sense Two, you haven't been better than the giants in the past however many years, or majority of the past however many years. I know I looked at the Giants have been better or equal in five of the last seven years, including the only equal being one year. They lost the last three three years in a row battle to the, to the to the Giants, so the Giants have been better the last three years than the Jets. So it just it's kind of comical to me. I just had to bring that up so you can allude to that kind of a little bit, your thoughts on that, and also then what do you think is the biggest challenge for the Bills going into week one? So – Jet life thoughts, biggest <laughs> challenge going into week one. Well, it is the low hanging fruit, simple one letter replacement, J and M. So I get that. Uh, but yeah, no, you, you do share with a team that has had more success, uh, obviously more championships to, uh, well, two plus, and because two from the UI Manning era and many more, or a few more before that. Um, so that is funny. Uh, it, but I think, uh, so I get it. I get the reasoning why, but uh, definitely, no, no, they are not the uh, the main tenants or the f- the featured tenants by any by any stretch of imagination. Uh, but yeah, overall thoughts. I mean, huge divisional battle that will have implications later on. Um, I think that should be noted. Uh, you know, I, I was going back and forth with uh, how the four team division will look. Um, you know, and if I had to predict, I I, I still do think uh, take the homer bias out of it that the Bills will finish with, with another crown. Um, but the real question for me was that 2-3 Jets-Dolphins. And then at the beginning, kind of of May, June, I was I was kind of down south there with Miami. But as things have changed, I'm going to flip-flop that and say it's it's the New York Jets at, at 2. So that just goes to show how much more it means. Um, but, yeah, I know that there's a lot of roster comparisons, perhaps, uh, that would do well to, to look at uh, to see who might have the advantage on paper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to kind of, these two teams are, they're both interesting teams. I think they're, they match up pretty well. I think they have similar roster builds. Uh, I mean, we're going to go a little bit into the position battles a little bit later. Um, So I I think it's tough. The biggest challenge for the bills, I think it's just, it's going to be just right. Wiping off those week one jitters, you know, just hoping that they there's no rust there um i think that's always the biggest thing for teams is just are you going to have a ton of rust going into the season um and i know i saw a stat actually saying i there's eight teams that didn't play their starting quarterbacks last year in the preseason at all or 12 or so no 11 11 quarterbacks didn't play week one to start or not week one preseason and they went three and eight and then there was eight this year that didn't play at all and you know obviously Allen and you know they, they played a little bit so I don't know hopefully that can help a little bit so I think just the biggest challenge is going to be just wiping everything off and getting getting used to you know it's week one now this is full go this isn't preseason anymore this isn't training camp this is this is regular season football they got to get they got to get you know they got to battle um but when you look at this Bills team what do you think will be the biggest advantage to them? Do you think, you know, is it just Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers? Is it, you know, this now new kind of offensive core that they got going with Kincaid coming in? Is it the defensive line, you know, with this, with these rotations, the secondary with their experience? What do you think just is the biggest um, 
advantage for Buffalo? Even, you know, it could be even Sean McDermott over Robert Sala. What, what, what do you think is the biggest advantage for them? You know, if, I'll say two things. One, if you had to pick a position group, uh, I think that the wideouts would be something to look at. Um, I think Diggs obviously established. If Davis can revert back to maybe more like a 2021 season, um, that would definitely go to help the cause. And then the addition of Dalton Kincaid, I think that's really uh, really bumping you up a higher to a higher notch. Uh, Garrett Wilson, obviously very talented. You also have C.J. Uzoma and uh, also Randall Cobb is joining uh, Aaron Rodgers there. But if I had to pick a positional group, I think I'd take wideouts. But also, uh, not necessarily a, a specific group, but just the fact that uh, they know what it is to be an elite team. The Jets really do not. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to go all the way back. Uh, well, of course, they have the longest playoff drought. The last time that was a Mark Sanchez-led team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I think the fact that they, they've been at the top of the rungs before, I think that also goes to play in as well. So I'd say those two, uh, those two reasons. Yeah, I, I I didn't even actually think about the uh, the whole you know experience there. That's actually that's definitely one thing that will play a huge factor. Sean McDermott having more experience, you know, with a team and with the pressure of having a good team. We haven't seen like Robert Sala with a team that really has had this high of expectations. Um, if I have to go with position group receivers, one that I was definitely thinking about, um, but I'll I'll go with you know defensive line necessarily. Not necessarily thinking that the Bills have a better defensive line or it's significantly better than the Jets' defensive line. I just think when it comes to the Bills' defensive line versus the Jets' offensive line, the Bills' defensive line that is a huge advantage in my opinion. That they have to get after it. This offensive line is still a shaky offensive line, so it's just. Yeah, I, I just I think that's that's the biggest advantage for the Bills, at least, is just they, they have so many guys that can get after the quarterback that can make plays um, or at least have the expectation to this year. And I think are showing that they should be able to. Um, so I think that's for me, the biggest thing is the defensive line. When we look, though, at the positional groups, we're just going to do that quick, though, just quick Jets, Bills. I'll go over each one. You just say which one to you has the better positional battle. We'll start with quarterback Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Who wins that position battle? Well, you know, it's pretty tough to say uh, from an overall standpoint, Aaron Rodgers. However, in the current present moment, I think that Josh Allen is has more of an athletic ability. Um, I think that he's able to make kind of maybe more of a playmaker, perhaps uh, with hurdling, with uh, longer throws. So for the current present moment, uh, I'm going to take Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Allen as well. I just think, you know, it's it's just when you look at, you know, the play, the especially last year, I know Rodgers had his issues over there in Green Bay, but I just think it's got to be Josh Allen. He's still, you know, probably improving to where Rodgers might be the opposite. He might be on the decline. Um, I still think he's going to have a great season with the Jets. I think he's still a great quarterback in this league, but it's just, I think when you look at the two, Josh Allen just has the upper hand right now, um, especially because like you said, the athleticism kind of sets him apart there. When we look at running backs, that's a little bit of a different question. That's a tougher one. Jets obviously got Brees Hall coming off the injury, Delvin Cook, Michael Carter. Those are their top three. And then the Bills, right? They got James Cook. They got, you know, Damian Harris and they got um, Latavius Murray. So there, who there do you think? Is it a push? Is it a Jets or is it Bills there that has the advantage? Uh, I think I'll 
pretty easily go go ahead with the gangrene there. Um, when healthy, Brees Hall, amazing. I, I think we're still kind of waiting to hear about his status. Yeah. Um, but if he's not available, you have Delvin Cook available. Funny enough, the brothers will match up. But uh, no question there. I, I'm going to take the green and white there. Yeah, I, I'm going to lean green and white as well. I mean, it's you got Delvin James Cook versus James Delvin Cook, which is also still one of my funniest names. Now, if you didn't know that, by the way, yeah, James Cook's middle name is Delvin, and Delvin Cook's middle name is James. So it's really just that's that's. If you didn't know that, if you ever have trivia, I guess that's it's a great trivia answer. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Jets as well. But I'll also throw in there running back who really cares who has the upper hand in that one um i think you might you'd probably agree with me there i think a lot of people agree at the end of the day yes running back matters but i don't think it matters that much where it's going to change the outcome of a game that's why when you know bills fans i think have learned when there's a big running back that wants to trade or wants to get traded or wants to get released yeah they we would the bills would love them bills fans would love them but by no means do we do, do Bills fans really care about getting a running back. Um, you've seen the, the value of a running back kind of diminish over the past few years, which I think we talked about a few a few weeks ago, actually. But, um, yeah, I, it, it's the Jets, but at the end of the day, who cares? Um, so now on to the next one. We're going to group this one together, wide receiver, tight ends. Just we're going to group them together. Jets, like you said, right, they got Garrett Wilson coming into the second year. Alan Lazard's there. Randall Cobb, McCall Hardman comes over now too as well. Um, so they got some talent. They they got some, you know, new guys that are coming in. The Bills, we kind of know them, right? Diggs, Davis, uh, Sherfield comes over from Miami. Got Shakir still there. Hardy, you know, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid. You got a lot of real, real good weapons there. Um, so who do you think has the upper hand there? Bills, Jets. While the Jets don't uh, have are not a slouch of a group there, I'm going to take the Bills. Uh, I think established names, um, along with the addition of Kincaid, saw what he did with the Utes. So I think uh, pretty not not too much of a debate for me at least. They're kind of like the running backs. Going to take the Bills with the wide receivers. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills as well. I just think they have more proven guys with Allen when it comes to you know especially the top two there. Knox is always a He's always a good threat, especially, you know, within the red zone. He can he can make some plays there. So I think that's that kind of sets apart. Um, and I think, you know, what Sherfield and Hardy have shown me, I don't know. I would assume that's better than a 34-year-old Randall Cobb at this point. He might even be older than that. Um, uh, might be younger as well, give or take a year or two. But, yeah, Randall Cobb, I, I don't imagine, is going to be better than Deontay Hardy or Trent Sherfield. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Bills as well. Just also Dildo and Kincaid coming in. That's just huge. I think he's going to be a huge weapon for Allen. Um, but now we move on to offensive line. Offensive line is a tougher one. Bills, we've gone over them a little bit. You know, obviously had their struggles in the preseason. They have their question marks as well. But the Jets also have question marks. You know, they got Dwayne Brown, Mackay Becton at tackles. The other Connor McGovern is their center. Um and then like in Tomlinson and Elijah Vera Tucker. So it's an unproven group. It's got a lot of questions. I'm I'll start this one off. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go straight push. Like I I it's gonna be something that's decided throughout the season. I don't think you can say right now it's Bills Jets. If I had to pick, I would lean Bills a little bit. Um, just because they might look better as well because Allen is a little more mobile. But it's just both O lines are average to a below average. Um, and I don't expect either O-line to all of a sudden be a really, really, really great O-line. So it's it's a push to me. If I had to pick, I'd, I'd go Jets or Bills. Sorry, Bills. So what do you think? 
Yeah, I was going to say without the disguise of your quarterback helping your cause, uh, pretty close. I wouldn't lock it in immediately, but I'll actually lean for the Jets uh, in that mm-hmm. in that debate. Um, again, I haven't uh, watched film, watched tape, and maybe as much as I should to to pick that. But from what I from what I do know, I, I would lean the Jets. But that very well could change. Like like we said, maybe uh, even after three and a half hours are done on September 11th. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, you know, it, that, it could be a week by week thing too. Like the, there are two O lines like we said that are just unproven. Um, onto the defense side of the ball now. Uh, defensive line, you know, the, the guys that are going to be attacking our quarterbacks, attacking everybody, getting after the quarterback. Um, Jets, John Franklin Myers, Al Woods, Quinnen Williams, Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald, Quentin Jefferson, former Buffalo Bills over there. So they, they have a very good defensive line. I think everybody's kind of known that. And the Bills, I think people definitely know that they have a good line or defensive line, right? Greg Rousseau, though, needs to take that step. You guys that have Ed Oliver need to take another step. But you also brought in Leonard Floyd, who proven guy. Daquan Jones, phenomenal season last season. Tim Settle still, you know, kind of got to prove a little bit. Jordan Phillips, when he's healthy, has been able to get after the quarterback. AJ Epines is kind of coming into his own. Shaq Lawson, right? So they they got also a lot of guys down the line that they that they that are very Still kind of raw, but also guys that are proven. So you guys have you have a little bit of mix of both. I'm going to also start this one again. I'm going to go Jets. I just think they're more proven, like I said. It's just, yeah, the Bills have Leonard Floyd. The Bills have Von Miller coming back from injury. But every other guy still, to me, on the Bills' offensive line, yes, I expect them to make the jump. I expect them to be better. It's still, though, when you're looking at it, the Jets are just – I think more proven already. So I'm going to go Jets defensive line just a little bit, but that's another thing I think that could change come midseason, come, you know, week three, week four. So what do you think defensive line wise, Jets, Bills? Yeah, this one is pretty close too. If I had to pick a push from what's been said so far, this is where I would apply it. Um, but leaning, if you had to lean one way, I would also lean in Jets, but I would be more of a push uh, for how to rank this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like we said, there's a lot of good battles here. There's a lot of good position battles. Um, but moving on to linebacker, this one I'm going to keep short, simple. I mean, the Jets got Quincy, Quincy Williams, Chad Surratt, who's a rookie, C.J. Mosley, um, Jamie and Sherwood, and then the Bills. We we know who they got right: Terrell Bernard, Matt Milano, Doyle Williams, Tara Dodson, um, and Christian Kirksey now coming in. So I'm going with the Jets. I just think we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, Bills. Unproven guys besides Matt Milano um, and the guy who's getting older, but coming over from a new from an all other team in Houston with Kirksey. I just think the Jets automatically that's that's a win. Um, but again, it's another position that maybe mid season we look at and say, oh, it's you know it's more even than we thought it would be, or the Bills might even have the upper hand. So what do you think, linebacker wise? Yeah, another tough one. I think uh, by a slight margin, I would go with the Jets maybe because of the supporting cast uh, because Milano definitely headlines the bills offer that. But I think, would you consider maybe CJ Mosley, the leader there? Um, I think that supporting cast maybe outranks the bills by a little bit, um, but we'll see how that performs. I think Milano's always a pick for an X factor. Um, and so I think maybe he, he can uh, do that once again, come the 11th. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last position battle though. We're not getting into special teams, just special teams. I think it's going to be pretty even. I think both have, have, 
pretty decent special teams. So, um, but last one, defensive backs, Jets, obviously Sauce Gardner, phenomenal rookie of season last year. DJ Reed's there, Bryce Hall, uh, Michael Carter, the second there at corner and then safety. They got Jordan Whitehead, Adrian Amos, uh, Ashton Davis, even backing up there. Chuck Clark, fortunately put on an IR for them. Um, and then the bills, we know who they got, right? It's been safety. You got, the two Micah High, Jordan Poyer, Taylor Rapp now joins the group as well. Jordavius White there at corner with Elam, Tron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Christian Benford. When I look at this one, I'm going to lean Bills, actually. I think the Bills have the deeper defensive back group. And I just think even though they do have an unproven, not maybe not unproven, Dane Jackson, I think actually has proven to be in a, a, a very good option at, sec, uh, at number two corner there. So I think... Yeah, you have Brentford and Elam that are still a little bit question marks, but I think otherwise you have guys that are proven and the Bills, I think, just have the better defensive back group there. So what do you think with defensive backs? I would agree with the Bills. While Gardner might be the the best uh, name out of anybody combined, I think one looked at altogether, I think that was the, the duo of Poyer and Hyde really is what pushed the Bills over the top there. So I'd take the Bills. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. Um, before we get into just the last little bit of my question for you and the HLC's day in history, we're going to fly through this. I think next week, right after we talk about the game a little bit, we'll give our reasoning of each, but we'll just do picks for right now. So it's just picks, 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 because we're, we're running here on a little bit on time. Um, so just, yeah, simple bills opponent, which one are you pick in week one jets bills, who are you going with? Uh, you know, I would love it to be six and zero in the division, uh, but I'm going to take the Jets week one just because I don't see a sweep happening, but that'll benefit uh, benefit the Bills later on. So, Jets. Yeah, uh, I'm going Bills, though. I'm going to go Bills. I just think the Jets are going to have too much pressure, and I think that they're going to have some rust, especially if they struggle to start the game. Um, but I guess, yeah, for the Bills, Jets will give our reasoning just because, you know, the game's going to happen. And we, we're not going to give it after. So, now, let's, all right, ready? J- Raiders, Bills in Bills. Buffalo. Bills, I'm going Bills as well. Uh, actually, that might have been away. No, that's well, it's, it's, that it's home opener. That is home. Sorry. Yes. Then week three, you got going to Washington. Bills, Bills or Commanders? I'll see you there. Bills. Yeah, I'm going Bills as well. So two and one. We both are, or I'm three and zero. Oh, you're two and one. Going down to Miami. Week four. Who we got? Uh, I think that's actually going to be home. Uh, uh, in, oh in yes, home. I'm sorry. Oh yes. Uh, and so with that, I'll take the Bills. Yeah, I'm going Bills as well. I think they start off strong. I think my answers might change here. So then you're in London. It's technically a home game. Jaguars in London, though. Who are you going there? I think we get the Bills get revenge for that E.G. Manuel led uh, going down a big, coming back, but then losing it in London the last time. Going to take the Bills in a very tough battle, though. Yeah, I'm going to go Jags. I just, you know, one game scares me. I think that there'll be some some stuff going on there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going Jags. So then we got Thursday or Sunday night. I'm sorry, Sunday night. Giants coming to Buffalo week six. Giants, Bills. Give me the Bills in another uh, great battle. Dayball coming home. But I think the Bills have the upper hand. Yeah, I think I'm going Bills as well. Um, yeah, so Bills is week six for me. Week seven, Patriots, Bills in New England this time. Uh, where, who you got there? Give me the Bills again. I think uh, they're clearly a better team than the Patriots. I think this could be a trap game, actually. I think that the Bills could end up losing this one. Um, Patriots, I still think they're going to have a great defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Patriots there. A little bit of a shocker. 
Then Thursday night on Amazon Prime, which everybody I know loves. Um, so we got week eight, Buccaneers coming to Buffalo. Who you got? Uh, candidate for one of the biggest blowouts, personally, in my opinion, Bills take it. Yeah, Bills as well. I agree there. Um, week nine, going to Cincy, the return to Cincy on, I believe, also Sunday night as well. Yep, Sunday night as well. Uh, while it would be great to to right the ship from the past uh, matchup and what I think would have happened had the early January game been played, don't think it's going to happen. Got to take Cincinnati here at home being a, certainly a factor. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to take Cincy as well. I just think trap game, another one of those trap games coming off a big, big win against the Bucks. But uh, I'm going with, yeah, Cincy as well. Week 10, Broncos in Buffalo. They're coming to Buffalo. I believe it's also a night game. I think that's Monday night. Uh, who do you got there? Broncos, Bills. An improved, and I well, I think a team that will do better than they did last season in Denver. Give me the Bills still. Yeah, Sean Payton's a great coach, but uh, I just don't think they have the talent to uh, to pull it off, especially in Buffalo. Uh, then Week 11, Jets coming to Buffalo now this time. I'm, I'm just going to keep it simple. I think they'll split. I have them winning Week 1. I think the Bills are going to drop this one in Buffalo. It's going to hurt, but they're going to do it, I think. So I'm going Jets. I have the opposite. I think they drop week one, but they even it and make it sure it's a split. No, no getting broomed or swept. Bills take it in Orchard Park versus the Jets. Yeah. And then after Thanksgiving on my birthday, actually, they got the Eagles in Philly. Um, who do you got on that one? I'm going to go Bills just because I'm not going to predict them to lose on my birthday. <laughs> Possible uh, matchup to happen in mid-February, perhaps. Uh, in the regular season version, though, unfortunately, I will say Philadelphia. Yeah, that one's a tough one. Week 13 is the bye week. Coming off the bye week, though, they get to go to Kansas City. Tough stretch starting up with Philly, and then after the bye week, it keeps going. So who do you got there, Kansas City or Buffalo? Unfortunately, again, I think the regular season uh, success runs out here, and I would take the Chiefs, though uh, two in a row in the regular season. Could make it three, but going to take the red, uh, big red there in the Chiefs. I'm going to go Buffalo. I think coming off the bye week will help. So I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a good game. I would not be shocked, though. Like you said, it's good. It, it should be a good game, right? Two, two top teams. So I'm going to go Buffalo. That one, week 15, we got Dallas coming to Buffalo. America's team or America's team? Uh, which one are you picking? Always a fun matchup here. Uh, and I think uh, the the team for the country that I would, that whose colors match more closely will take it, Bills. Yeah. All right. So then we got three games left. Week 16, two days before Christmas. Are the Bills going to give us a Christmas dub versus the Chargers? And that one is in L.A. Are you going to be celebrating a Bills win on the, on Christmas? I think that we are. I believe the Chargers uh, personally are one of the more overrated teams. Uh, I think analytics will kill Staley as it did in that uh, disaster of a game in North Florida last playoffs. Give me the Bills. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa early on on the 23rd. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills as well. I just think coaching, like you said, coaching is just, I think, the biggest factor in this one. Um, but, yeah, we'll see on that one. Then we got New Year's Eve. We got coming to Buffalo, New England now this time. I, again, think they're going to split. I think that the Bills are going to pull this one out um, to probably end the Patriots' hopes if they still are in the playoffs at that point or playoffs run at that point. Um so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills there. Who do you got? To complete the sweep of the Patriots, the Bills take it. Yep. All right. And then last week, week 18, Dolphins in Miami. 
shouldn't be a heat issue this time. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Bills as well. I think that the, the only team they actually sweep in the division is the Dolphins, surprisingly. So I'm going with the Dolphins, or the Bills there. To also complete the sweep, I'm going to take the Bills. So that has me at 13-4. and four. Oh, I, I completely blanked. <laughs> I think my only losses were Eagles. I think yeah. you had that as a win, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, I did have that as a win, actually. Then I think I might have had 14 and three. Now that I think about it, I had the Cincy game loss, Patriots loss, Jags loss. Well, and one of the and one of the Jet losses, I think you had as well. Oh, yes. And one of the Jets losses. So, four, so yeah, so 13 and four. 13 and four. 13 and four. So, same as last year. See what the hell they do. That is our quick predictions. We'll dive a little more, to, more into it um, next episode. But let's finish her off here. We got my question. Let's see if you can get this one right before we do HLC's Day in History. So, the Bills, past five seasons, do you know what their record is on opening day in the past five seasons? I can give you the teams. So 2018 to 2022, 2018 was Baltimore, 2019 was the Jets, 2020 was also the Jets, and then 2021 was Pittsburgh and the Rams last season. So what do you think the record was out of five games? Uh, would that be three and two? Yes, it would be three and two. Do you know the losses? Steelers and then the Ravens. Yep. And the Ravens was the 47 to three game. That was bad. Then you have the Jets 17 16. I remember that game very, very well. Smokey. I remember I, th- I thought that game was, I thought that was a loss. Josh, I know, struggled that game a little bit, but 17 uh, 16, then 2020, 27 17, a little bit of an easier win that that time. Pittsburgh, I think a lot of people remember that loss because I think that was the year where everybody was like, you're kidding that we lost that game. 23 16, that was a tough loss. And then everybody remembers last year, just whooped on the Super Bowl champs 31 to 10. So three and two, all right, history. Um, a lot of Jets in the past six years this will be the fourth time in the past seven years that the that the bills have played the jets uh opening week and they are three and oh in those games so far can they make it four and oh we'll see um but to finish it off what do you got for hlc's a day in history so to refer back to those uh hot weather games in miami i had experienced one myself in person last year uh and as, but hopefully the case is not uh, that it will be a repeat as it is in early January this year. Um, but another example of when it was, um, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. So I miss, I misspoke that. We're not going down to Miami for this, but it was a hot game versus Miami in Orchard Park. Uh, so in 1983, hottest home game in Bill's history, 90 degrees. Uh, yeah, how do you like it, Dolphins, uh, versus Miami. At Bills, unfortunately, uh, our shutout 12 nothing. maybe maybe that heat did actually benefit the Dolphins as they're quite used to it. Um, Miami quarterbacks, a combined 9 for 23 for 46 yards. Not too impressive there. Uh, but here is the most – maybe the most interesting part. The Dolphins kicker scores all the points for uh, the fish, reminiscent of that uh, Bills at Jets COVID year, Tyler Bass scoring all 18 points. I'm sure many remember that. Um, but Uwe Von Schaman – the Dolphins kicker, uh, good for 33 yards, 23 yards, 36 yards, and 50 yards to shut the Bills out. Uh, but how about that for a name, first of all? Good and job. then, uh, so the Bills also have a history of hosting the Dolphins in quite warm weather. I don't know what the tally was week three last year. Um, I would assume pretty close to, if not above 90. 
Uh, but glad that that won't be the case this year by any means. Yeah, yeah, they. I think they did the. They they saw the the issues everybody had last year with uh, you know the, the OSHA violations people were bringing up and everything. But um, yeah, that's that. It certainly is a name. <laughs> um, but tough loss for the Bills that day. And uh, I will say, I guess you know all the Bills. Maybe they had themselves in the sun, their sideline in the sun, and the Dolphins on accident they swapped it. But uh, uh, yeah, well. You know how Dolphins fans love that, right? They love to to talk about the the sun being right right on, making making what it's twenty degree difference, fifteen degree difference, or something like that with the shade and for Miami's bench, and then the away team is just right in the sun. So um, we don't have to worry about that this year, though, right? Bills play them in January, so in Miami, hopefully, hopefully it's not that hot that time of year. Um, but uh, yeah, so great one again. Great one again. Uh, you did get this one this time. That moves you to three and four on the year for uh, our, our trivia. Let us know down below if you guys got that right. If you missed one, what your favorite game out of those five years was. And then uh, if you were around during the 1983, let us know if you remember that game as well. Um, if you thought that the Heat did play a factor, let us know down below. Obviously, Hunter and I were not even a thought at that point. Um, so uh, <laughs> let us know down below what you guys think. Great one again. Hunter, any last words before we hop off? Uh, not much other than when we see you next, uh, there will be a tally in either th- one of three columns. Win, loss, wouldn't suspect it, but the tie possibly. Um, but hopefully that is a W. So we'll see what uh, what we will be speaking about next uh, once a game is underway the next time we see you. Yeah, so we'll see you guys next week. It's going to be uh, – next week going to be a fun one. We're going to have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. Um, hopefully all good things. Hopefully, hopefully everybody stays healthy as well. We're hoping, you know, as long as, as long as everybody stays healthy, if the Bills lose a close one, it's week one at the end of the day. So, uh, so it's going to be a good one. We'll get into that. Sabres coming up as well. They're getting there. They're going to be getting going soon, but, uh, for the next week or two or three weeks, it's going to be Bills, Bills, Bills. So we will see you guys next week. As always, thanks for listening and, uh, go Buffalo.